so I'm driving home from the from the cities right now, and I was like, man, I should re- I should like, I guess like finish that that episode we started like two days ago. So um, basically, God was like, at least I thought it was God. You know, He's like, go to the uh, go to the airport and or go home, take a shower, and then head to the airport. And I didn't have a plane ticket or anything, right? And uh, it's crazy, dude. So I, I go home and I take a shower and I'm headed to the airport. And then I, I started talking to my buddy Dylan on the phone. And then my other buddy Malachi was there too on the phone. And um, we were doing like a three-way call because they went to go and Malachi bought a car in the cities. So they're driving back from the cities. I'm driving to the cities to go to the airport. And it was funny because Malachi had a bunch of people telling him, they're like, man, you know, you shouldn't get this car or this or that. There's just a ton of doubt there. But he really felt like the Lord was telling him to do it. And uh, and this airport thing, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't really have time to tell anybody. But it just, it was something that seemed like silly, right? Because like, it's like you get there that late at night. There's going to be no flights. You don't know where they're going. You don't have a ticket when you get there. You drove two hours, right? And uh, so I shared that with these guys. I was like, yeah, the Lord told me just go to the airport. And he's like, man, that's so cool. The Lord told me to get this car. And, uh, and we talked for like an hour and a half, you know, and we passed each other uh, as they were coming back. I think we passed each other around Sox Center or something like that. And, um, yeah, so that was cool. It sounds weird talking. My ears are still, I can't, I feel like I have earplugs in from being on the plane. But, um, anyways, so I get to the cities and um, I get to the airport and, and there's two terminals and I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I've been to the airport before and gone on planes, but I don't know. And the, and I asked the Lord, I'm like, one or two, because there was a turn. There was a split in the road. And I felt like the Lord said two, so I went to Terminal 2. And I parked my car, and I go in there. Totally forgot where I parked the car, by the way. I was looking for it for like an hour and a half just now. But, <laughs> so I parked the car uh, in the purple zone. <laughs> I should have I should have wrote that down or something. So anyways, I park in the purple zone, and uh, I go down into the airport place for the, you know, where you check in, and there's a huge line of them, right? Like, there's a ton of airlines, right? But every counter is empty except one right in the middle. There's Frontier Airlines, and there's two people at the desk that are working, and I'm like, no way. Like, this is crazy, because it was like 11 p.m., and I, and I go over there, and I was like, yo, this sounds nuts, like... I feel like the Lord wants me to go on this plane. Is there another plane going out? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, where's it Where's it going? And they're like, it's going to Orlando, Orlando, Florida. And I'm like, oh, like that's crazy, dude. Like that's not exactly where I was going, but it was close. It was way closer. Like it, it put me within like a couple hundred miles of the destination. Like as far as flying, like, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, how much is the ticket? And they're like 75 bucks. And I was like, oh, like, that's crazy, man. Like, most of the tickets I was looking at were like $300, you know, to get down there. And this was like 75 bucks. So I, I get the, the ticket deal, and I, and I go and hop on the plane. And then um, ended up going to uh, Orlando. And from Orlando, was able to book another flight to Atlanta. And um, I was walking around the airport in Atlanta. And that was just sweet, dude. I, um, like, everybody around Alexandria, where I live, like, I mean, there's, like, other, like, races and stuff, but, like, it's mostly just white people, 
so I just loved it, man. And it wasn't like it was like all like black people down there. It was like people from everywhere, you know. And uh, it was just it was cool, man. Really, really cool. And and I got to talk with some people. There there was actually um, when I was in Orlando, I got to talk with a guy too. He was flying to Atlanta. Um, he was moving a car around that he had or something, so he flew down there. And uh, we started talking about the Lord. This guy's a trucker. And we just had a real good talk. And I was like, man, you just prophesied. And he's like, what's that? And like, we kind of talked about it. And I was like, man, God's like, he's going to keep speaking through you and this stuff. And like, he was really encouraged. And it was just, it was cool, man. And um, anyways, we're, uh, so I, I get to Atlanta. And this conference is already going on. I missed the first night. And now it's the morning that this is starting. And, uh. And I, I was going to go rent a car, but I didn't have my my driver's license, my new license. I'd, I'd renewed it, and I still had all the little holes in it that they punch in there. And they're like, man, we can't, um, you know, we can't take this. You can't rent a car. And I was like, oh, no. And um, then he, anyways, they showed me this, uh, this bus that I could ride. And I was like, all right. And like... This <laughs> that was like there were a bunch of situations like this, but that was one where like the guy like looked at me like, why is he not mad right now? Like he was just weirded out, you know? Because like he he was we went through the whole process and did this whole thing, and I was there for like half an hour or whatever, and then and then he's like cringing, you know? Like I'm gonna be mad, and I was like, well, man, that's all good. Like you know, thank you so much for what you do, and just have a great day. And like it freaks people out, man. Like when you're here. And you could feel mad, like I felt a little frustrated, but it was like there wasn't any of that, like that's, it wasn't, it wasn't raining in me, like that wasn't what was in charge, man, it was the Lord, like we can so choose in those moments, man, and like I just so want to encourage you guys, like in anything like that, like any, any bit of complaining, like it's never from God, it's always from the devil, it's always sin to complain every time, no matter what, no matter how bad it is or not bad it is, it's sin, unless you're just like joking around then you're lying, then you're really sinning, but no, I'm <laughs> just kidding, but for real, complain, complaining, right, like, it's sin, it's a sin, like, somebody goes, oh, drops the F-bomb, you know, whatever, it's, it's sin, um, so, and like, why is it sin, I don't know, I feel like the Holy Spirit just, like, asked me that question in my heart, so why is it sin to complain, I guess the, the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy, so what does complaining do, um, steals other people's comfort, I guess. I guess you feel a little bit more comfortable at the time when you complain, but the people around you, you're you're t- you're taking that away from them. And it basically like just kind of like I don't know, I feel like it stuffs the presence of God, I guess, like um I don't know. I, I guess that's the best way the best way I could describe it right now. Um because it's like God wants us to be thankful. It's like the opposite of complaining. So like, I don't know. It's, it's not good. Man. That that was probably one of the one of the biggest things right away after I got saved. This is like three years ago. Um, the biggest things that stood out to me, and I remember hearing that it was this guy Dan Moeller preaching, and he's like, he's like, it's it's a sin to complain. He's like, don't complain, just be thankful. Thank God at those times when you feel like complaining or something doesn't go right, just take those thoughts captive. And I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like, I can never complain, I'm thinking. But it was like, 
know. It was, it was just so night and day, so fast, man. And it's like, God, God just has it for us to be thankful in all circumstances. Man. So, I don't know. We're, we're going to keep going. But, <laughs> I feel like that was a little bit just kind of like a side trail, but it was a good side trail, man. Like that, you won't, if you met me in the, this is not, this is not prideful right now. This, that is, that's not what this is. But if you've met me within like the last like three years or like two years or whatever, there's a good chance you've never heard me complain. Like there's people I'm super close with. They've seen me in some hard spots in those times. Um, But for the most part, probably like 90, 95, 98% of the people that have met me in that time period, they've never heard me complain. All the people I've worked with, like I have jobs where like, I've worked like a whole job, like New Visions, the treatment center for drug addiction. You probably, anybody there that I worked with over the period of two years, clients or staff, just never heard me complain one time. Like, and that's, I'm not saying that because like, like pride or, or anything like that, but like, I'm telling you, it's so possible, man. And like, that's what God has for us. Like, did I complain during that time? Probably, absolutely, man. But not around the people at work. At least at that job, I'm 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 sure there were things that I complained about during that time period, that couple years or or, or whatever, right? Um, but man, God just He just keeps changing our heart like more and more and more, and that stuff can just go so fast, man. Like we fill ourselves with the Word, we spend time just in worship, time alone with Him, just receiving His love, thanking Him that He's good, man. Just just basically just being present with Him, and uh, dude, our our lives will change radically so quick. Like, it's not normal. It is not normal at all, man. It is It is 100% supernatural. Like, it is, it's bizarre, if that's the right word for it. Um, anyways, so I go to this uh, bus stop deal. We're figuring out the bus thing. And I'm talking with these people. And I got to talk with this lady a little bit about the Lord. And uh, there's this other lady in the booth in there. And... And it was funny, I was charging my phone in there. I was like, hey, can I plug my phone into your computer? These ladies working at this bus booth at the airport. And they're like, yeah. Because I didn't think I had a charger. And then I found out, like, today, that I actually did have a charger in there. So I'm like, that was so the Lord, man. Like, because if I would have known that that charger was in there, I wouldn't have done that. I would have been sitting somewhere else. But I got to have a really good talk with this lady. She was probably, she was young. Um, She was real closed off. And, um, like, had her hood up and, like, like you couldn't even see her in there. You know, you see her eyes, and it's, it's like 50 degrees out. But for them, that's kind of cold down there, I guess. Um, but uh, that was just good. I don't even remember what we talked about. But it was good. I was just encouraging her. Just kind of sharing some testimony stuff. And because uh, I, I think she grew up in church, like, with her mom and her grandma would take her. But, like, she never really, like... She never really had that one-on-one with God yet, you know. And, um, yeah, so I was just, just kind of praying that for her. I didn't pray there with her, but that was, you know, I, after I walked away, I was, that's, that's kind of what was on my heart there. And um, it's cool, man. It's cool to think about, like, think about, like, the, um, <laughs> like, uh, think about the mousiest person that you know right now, like, whether they, whether they are like, 
whether they know the Lord, whether they're Christian or whether they're not. Like the mousiest, like they're quiet, like they don't say anything, like they're in their shell, you know. Like God so has it to just absolutely transform that person. They're not not that everybody's like wild and crazy and talking all the time. Like that's this everybody everybody's different. But like I think a lot of the times those people that are the most quiet ones, like they're actually supposed to be the most out of their shell, like talkative people. But like it's it's just like the enemy has them like in this place where they're oppressed and they're and and it's like a lot of times we don't even know what fear is growing up and it runs our life. Like dude, I um I was telling Paula this this weekend and she was like, What? Uh, I you know, growing up like in school and stuff, like I wouldn't talk for hours sometimes in like second, third grade, sixth, seventh grade. Like I was so closed off and like I could talk to my my friends but like like as as far as like in the classroom setting or anything I felt so awkward walking around the room and like if I had to get up and everybody else was sitting down I just remember feeling so afraid and um and I remember this even in like the 11th grade you know I just it was hard for me to have conversations with people um and then I I I found out what anxiety was in this class in, in English class we were reading a book on mental health disorders and I was like oh I have anxiety I I got on medication and um it went great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it went horrible. You ever hear anybody say that? Like, yeah, I got on this uh, mental health, depression, anxiety medication, schizophrenia medication, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I got on this medication uh, years back, and it's it's just been great. Like, <laughs> you don't hear that, man. You hear just horror stories, man. I got on Jesus, and it's been great. Because <laughs> it didn't really matter how it was going. Oh man, so many times like in like counseling settings, like they're tr- they're trying to get us to like control our like circumstances, you know, in life, and and not put ourselves out there so we don't get hurt and not take risks. But it's like God has it for us to like live in a place where like we're just secure in Him, man. Like no matter what goes on, like no no matter how we feel, like. I think, I think a lot of the times, no matter where we're at in life, like how many years down the road or or whether we were in, in prison or out of prison or never did drugs or, or you know, rich people or poor people or people that are living in war zones or people that are living in white suburban neighborhoods in the U.S., like I, I think a lot of times, no matter, no matter where we're at, I think the pain that we feel is, is probably about the same. Um, maybe not necessarily physically, like if you're in like a war zone, you know, and you're there and you're getting shot and stuff and all that. But like, I, I think emotionally, uh, a lot of it's the same, like, like no matter what happens, you know, cause it's like, we're all, we're all going through stuff. Like, I, I hope that didn't sound way too out there. You probably you might be thinking like, where's that in the Bible? You know, but it's like, God says like, there will be trouble. Like no, no matter what, there's, we're going to face trouble in this life, man. And, um, and it's like, whether it's like a five-year-old, six-year-old kid, or whether it's somebody that's like 80 years old, like there's thoughts to take captive, man. And like five-year-olds can get like radically bored again and like know the Lord and like hear his voice and and like commune with God and spend time alone with him and, and pray for the sick and see him healed. Like it can, it can totally happen. Um, I don't know how we got there. But um, anyways, so... 
Then I went into uh, <laughs> I went into Burger King and I was talking with a bunch of people in Burger King, man. That was cool. I don't really remember all. I was oh, I was talking with the security guy, you know. And I was just I I don't know. And I was just like I felt like God was saying he eventually he was going to do something else. So then I just kind of threw this out there. I was like, hey man, I just I just so want to encourage you. And he, we were real warm by the end of this. Like if, if that's a good way to say it. Like he was really open with me. Like it was just we're comfortable with each other in the conversation. Like ten minutes in, waiting for a Burger King, and um, and I was like, man, I just want to encourage you to be so open to whatever God has for you. You know, like you don't have any kids or anything, man. I'm like, what if what if God just called you into the mission field in like a foreign country or something, and you're just out there preaching and praying for people. Because he was like 28, you know, he didn't have any kids. I think he was single. And uh, it's just, I don't know, I just kind of said it. And, uh, and you could tell he was just like, whoa, you know. And uh, he's really encouraged. You know, and it, is he going to be doing that? I don't know. It would be cool if he was. I would really never know it. But, um, you know, you, you could tell there was just kind of like this freedom that he felt. You know, like, like he could really do anything or go anywhere and like he doesn't. He doesn't have to be held down in, in his job or in, in anything in life, you know. And uh, it's cool, man. So anyways, I go out to catch this bus then. And uh, there's there's this lady out there. And this guy's kind of guiding people around. There's like five or six of us out in this middle area waiting for this bus. And this guy's like, he's like, you, man, where you going? I don't know what his accent was, but I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to this thing, this Dalton Convention Center, right? And um, he's like, oh, this this lady, she's going there too. And he directs me to this lady that's standing there. She looked like a normal lady, you know. She's in her 50s and this is a black lady. And um, I like saying people's, I like saying what ethnicity people are sometimes because it gives context. In case any of you are wondering right there. I don't know, I felt like I should say that. But I, I like for it to, to where you can see a picture in your head. I think that's really important. Um, yeah. And I think if we if we lived in a different area in Alexandria, I think it'd be different. Um, maybe it wouldn't. Just because there's, like, if I was in the cities, like, I don't know if I would include that that much because there's so many different races uh, of people and stuff. But I really feel like it's, it's important that you can see a picture in your head. So... Anyways, I, I meet this lady. I was like, hey, so you're going to this convention deal. And she was right away. She was like almost crying. She's like, you're going too. She's like, you're late. And I'm like, well, you're late. And uh, she starts laughing. And she's like, this is a miracle. She's like, I had all this and this going on. And she's like, I'm homeless. And, and I work at night overnights. And and like, she's like, I've been sleeping outside at this park. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And, uh, and we're just talking about stuff. And and, and it was just good, and the bus got there, and we talked for probably about the first hour of the ride, and then, and it was like, she was crying, and I was crying, and it was just crazy, it was like, go, it, this was like confirmation that I was supposed to go, you know, like the plane thing, that was one thing where I was like, whoa, that's nuts, like, how is there an airplane here, but like, this lady, talking with this lady, I was like, wow, this is like, right where I'm supposed to be, this is crazy. And, uh, yeah, then I, I talked to, I talked to Paula before we got on the bus and, 
over the phone. I was like, hey, would you be able to pick us up, me and this lady, um, once we get there? Because this bus was taking us close to this convention center where the event was, but it wasn't taking us directly there. Like, it was, like, within a mile. And uh, she's like, yeah. So we get to, we're, we're halfway through the bus ride, right? And then I go to basically take a nap, and so does this lady. And there's, like, three other people on the bus, and, and I, I fell asleep. And I felt like I slept, like, eight hours. Like, it was crazy. But I barely slept that night. Like, I was on airplanes all night. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt so rested. Like, that had to be God, dude. <laughs> so we get there, and Paula's there waiting. And um, totally just, like, warmed my heart to see her. I hadn't seen her in, like, I don't know how long it been. I think it'd been like a week or so, maybe more. And uh, yeah, it just felt sweet. So we we go into the convention center and I was walking around talking with people and stuff and and then uh, worship started. And it was crazy, dude. Like Paula told me the day before, she's like, people are drunk in here like drunk on the spirit right like if you've heard of people talk about that before and I'm like I've never like I mean I've experienced that a couple times but not like I don't know it's 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 a pretty fresh thing you know like I, I haven't had that very much like I'll feel really good and energized and almost high a lot of times but like she was describing this like people are like intoxicated in here and I'm like okay when we start worship and like he got crazy fast, man. Like, they're not doing songs. Like, they're just, like, whatever they hear from God, they're just, it's all prophetic worship. Like, just spontaneous prophetic worship. And, like, I'm just, like, standing there, and I'm like, this is crazy, man. This is cool. And uh, right away, this lady started praying for me. And, like, it was just awesome. And then, like, she starts crying, and, and I started crying, and I was like, oh, my God. She's like, you remind me of my son. It was this, this lady who walked up to me in the back, and I'd never met her before. And it was like, we just talked for 10, 15 minutes, and then I go into keep worshiping. And, and then, um, and I didn't like, I've seen people do this, man. I saw this at the UPC church, the United Pentecostal church. People shaking. I've seen videos of this, but this started happening, man. I started shaking. And at first, like, I didn't know if I was okay. You know, I'm like, is it cold in here? And then I'm like, oh, it's not cold in here. And uh, I was like trembling in the presence of God, man. Like, this was nuts. Like, you could just feel it in the room. Like, I don't, and, and I looked around, I'm like, this is awesome. And my eyes got wide-eyed, like almost like I was on drugs. My eyes got really wide, you know. Like, I was just in awe. And, um, and I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like, I was just standing there, you know. And, like, I'd lift my hands for a little bit, and then I'd just stand there and just look around. You know, I was, like, barely singing. I'm, like, I couldn't even, like, pray, you know. And then, like, I just I just got down. I laid on the floor for a little bit. And, like, I'm, like, trying to get up, and I couldn't get up. And then, and then I could get up. And, um, and, and I got up, and... There's this guy in the front that was part of the ministry team, and I, I, was, I was just walking around the room, you know. I'm just like looking at people. I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like, just, like the presence of God was just strong in there, and 
I see this dude in the front and I like point at him. I was like, hey man. And I go over there, he's like, what's up? And I'm like, this is insane right now. Like, I don't, I don't even know what this is. And <laughs> he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, man, you just gotta, you just gotta embrace the fire, dude. I'm like, what? Like, just like this all the time? And he's like, it's like this every day, man. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is crazy. And I just go back to worshiping and and it was just, it was odd, man. And, I, and we finished worshiping and I went and found Paula. I'm like, Paula, I'm like shaking right now. Like, well, I've never had this. And she's like, she's all pumped up, right? And, uh, and it was just, it was cool. And we, we listened to some preaching and it's really, really good, man. This guy, Kevin Zadai, like, he had some crazy stuff happen, man. He's like praying and fasting and just like intimate with the Lord as a flight attendant. Like that was his job. And, uh, but he's just spending a lot of time with the Lord. Like he said, he was like, at one point, you know, he's just praying in tongues for like four hours every night. Like I, I believe for like several years, you know, and not like he, it was like his goal to go and do this specific thing, but it was like, that's just kind of what he felt like God was telling him to do then. And then all this crazy stuff started happening. Like he'd walk on the plane and demons would start manifesting. People would be punching him and they'd get arrested. Like he said one time, 15 people got arrested at once. Because all he did is walk on the plane and smile at people. And they just jumped on him and started, like, swinging at him and stuff. And screaming and all this stuff. And he'd, like, dodge the punches and whatever. But, like, people would get arrested. And, like, people would get demons casted out of them. People would get healed. Words of knowledge. Like, crazy stuff. And, like, he wasn't, like, going in there and trying to do this. Like, he was, it was just, like, happening. Like, he was just spending time with the Lord, man. And, like, stuff got crazy. Um... <laughs> the guy's just got he's, he's got wild stories I'd only listened to him for like a couple hours before going there so I'm like I don't know about this guy you know I'm like you know I was looking it up on the way there or at some point throughout the past couple of days before I went I don't know when it was but I remember looking up I was like what church is Kevin Zadai a part of you know I'm thinking is he like is he had some weird stuff or whatever but he's really not man he's kind of just this like lone ranger dude and they don't have, like, deep connections with the local churches and the areas that they're doing ministry, which kind of, like, is a little bit sketchy to me, but they're church planting. So it's like they're going back to the same places. So in, in that sense, I'm like, I feel like it's right on, you know. If they're going back and making disciples and they're not just doing a bang and run and healing a bunch of people and dipping out, like, I, I think that's a solid ministry, man, if they're planting churches and doing that stuff. Um, it is militant, man, the stuff they're talking about. Like, I mean, it, it, was, it was very militant. Um, and I asked Paula afterwards, I'm like, do they talk about, like, intimacy with God and just, like, taking time to just, like, chill and just be with Him? And she's like, absolutely. But I, I got there late. So, I mean, that's that's why I kind of missed that stuff at the beginning, you know. So I got in on all the warfare stuff. And I'm like, is this guy, like, this is all, like, the real deal. But is this all he talks about? And she's like, no, no, it's, it's all good. And, um... Yeah, and then we um, got this all happened in one day. I was thinking it was two days, but this was all yesterday. So then we go back for the nighttime session. There's this guy that was like a high-ranking warlock or something. He was like top three in the, I don't know, in like the U.S. I guess they have ranking systems in like demonic churches and stuff, something like that. But um, anyways, he was in New York, and he was, you know, he was specifically targeting like Christian pastors and churches and stuff like that and cursing them and just speaking out the will of the devil over them and all this stuff and praying and fasting and, 
and he said it was extremely effective. You know, he was taking out churches left and right, and like he could like say a word and like kill people. You know, and uh, but then he got like radically saved, and now and now he knows the Lord. And this guy, Kevin, put this guy John, the ex warlock guy. He put John in charge of the ministry stuff at the end, and I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> like, because this guy's so like intense. Like, you look at him like he's. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks crazy. And, uh, anyways, so the beginning of the ministry time was, was quite odd. Like, they're just shouting, you know. And he's like, and we call out the spirit, the spirit of lust. We call out the spirit of addiction. And we call this out. And we cast you out and command you out. And he's binding and rebuking and loosening and doing this whole thing. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I don't really get into all that, you know. And he's running around shouting, and everybody in the crowd shouting like, "You can't have this devil!" And you, and they're all talking to the devil. And I'm like, I don't, I don't vibe out with that very much. <laughs> like, there's times where I'll, like, real specific times where God's like, you tell the mountain to move, you tell the devil to move, this stuff. But for the most part, I'm like talking to God, right? I don't know. I've really never felt um, that very much. I mean, I'll, I'll speak to infirmities a lot. I'll, I'll speak to. Um, spirits like when when I'm praying for people but it's like it's it's not not like that's all it is you know like if I'm praying for somebody that's really scared or depressed you know I might be like and we just command all fear and depression to leave in the name of Jesus and God we just thank you for your presence in their life and we just speak peace over them Lord I thank you that you love them God I thank you that right now um, God you're just marking them God for life to be someone that sees you and experiences you and is like got a front row seat to every to everything that you're doing God and I thank you Lord that you're open to, and all, all this stuff you know so I'll do like a little bit of like you know and it's I don't and everybody's different you know like the ministries and stuff God's called us to um, but this just weirded me out right away I was like I don't know so I, I went to the bathroom and they're all in there screaming at the devil and the, and, like, I, I looked at Paula at one point. She looked at me and kind of laughed, you know, like, this is kind of weird. Um, and uh, I, I go back in, and I'm just hanging out in the back. And then this guy starts that, he's like, he's like, all right, everybody who wants demons cast out or ministry or anything or you just want the fire, like, come up here. And there's, like, thousands of people in there. And they all flood to the front. I'm like, all right, this is going to be straight-up interesting. And um, there were people hitting the floor right away. And, like, they had the video, this big video camera on them. And the guy's like, no, get that out of here. We don't want that. Because um, it got crazy, man. And, like, the, there's, like, I've seen demons get casted out of people. I've seen people screaming and stuff on the floor. But this was, like, this was a lot of it, man. Like, there were people, um, and you could say, like, oh, that's not the will of God or whatever. This challenged me in, in a lot of stuff, man, as far as what I believe, just the, the whole thing. But, like, there's people up there hitting the floor, man, like, wetting their pants and uh, screaming, convulsing, throwing up. And he's just, come out of her, come out of her, come out of her in the name of Jesus. And then people got crazy free, man. And uh, saw a lot of demons get casted out. I don't remember seeing anybody get, like, healed physically. Not that I remember, at least. I was praying for this lady at one point, and her knee popped, and she started crying. So I think that lady got healed. But um, this was a lot of just casting out demons. And um, it's crazy, man. And, like, these people are not, like, faking it, dude. 
Like these people are like on the ground and stuff. And then Paula goes up there. At first she she was like, I don't know. I don't feel like I should go up there. I don't really want to like do that thing, you know, because the guy would go up to people like like I saw him do in the Pentecostal church. And he'd go up and he'd be like, lift your hands to the Lord. You know, and people lift their hands and then he'd touch their head and they'd tip over. And there's people walking around catching people and stuff. And so many people hit the ground. And like some of them, some of them it seemed like they're faking it, right? So I was like, I don't know. And then Paula goes up there. And, like, she hits the ground. And I'm like, is she faking it? You know, because I didn't know. I didn't know if she was just, like, if, she, if they pushed her or whatever, you know. But, like, she was down for a little bit on the ground. And I look over, and she didn't look like she was, like, convulsing demons or anything, you know. Like, she looked like she was just taking a nap. So I was like, all right. And, and then I saw her get up. And her eyes were wide. And, like, we know each other, right? So I'm, like, like I haven't seen her like this much. And her eyes are like super wide. And I go over there, I'm like, I'm like, what's up? And uh, she's like, that was crazy. She's like, the power and the fire of God. She's like, he touched my head and that was it. And then I just, all I could see was fire. And it was like the fire just surrounded me. And I don't even, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I hit the ground or I don't, I don't remember it. And, and I could hear everybody, but I, I like, I didn't want to move. And like, she was like, it was just fire. Like, and she was just so wide-eyed telling me this. And I was like, what? That's crazy. I didn't go up there to have the dude pray for me. I didn't feel like I should, but I was just kind of up there praying in tongues, watching. And then I ended up catching some people because there were so many people hitting the ground. It was like they're like, this this one guy's like allocating people. He's following the the John guy around. He, he's pointing people out and he points at me. He's like, you, come here, come here. He's like, get, catch some people. And like, we're catching people. And uh, it's just crazy, man super crazy what God was doing and uh, yeah and like there were times where like I would just like I almost just started bawling in there like in the middle of that seeing all the people like cause it's like you can feel that they're getting free you know like you can feel they're getting free of stuff that they weren't supposed to be carrying and uh, it's just crazy and I mean, you got people in there that are like, they're high on the situation. Like, they're like, almost like it's like a drug, you know? They're like, yeah, casting out demons. Like, there were these younger guys there, and they're they're all like about my age, you know? And you could tell they were just pumped up, and they're running around catching people and praying for people. And it was like you could tell they wanted that. Like, they were like lusting after that, if that's the right way to put it. Almost like they were like, it was just weird. It wasn't cool. Um, but then there were people that were just, just getting touched by God and people that were there just honestly innocently praying and uh, I don't know man it was just it was cool man it was really cool like we, we saw some people get way free and like we might think like oh that's not the will of God for somebody to be on the floor convulsing and pee in their pants and all this stuff and it's like look at that look at that story with Jesus man like He's saying, come out of him. And then, like, the dude hits the ground and starts convulsing and having a seizure. And then, bam, like, the demons come out and he's free. Like, it it happened with Jesus, man. Um. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a different, different thing to see it in person, man. For sure. And, uh. And I 
ended up getting a, getting a hotel room in the same hotel that Paula was at. In the morning, we drove to um, we drove to the airport, and <clears throat> that was just good, man. It was just good to like spend time together. Uh, yeah, just really peaceful. And I had a different flight set up, but I actually set up the wrong flight, so it wouldn't have got me home until like a day later. Her and I wanted to ride back together anyway. So I was actually, at first we went to the ticket office. And they were like, yeah, there's no more flights. But then I went after we were in the terminal. Because um, I had my ticket, that was the wrong ticket, so I could get in there. Right? And uh, I went after we got in the terminal. And and I went up to the desk and they actually, they had some tickets. So it was cool. And then Paul and I ate lunch and then hopped on the plane. And we ended up getting to sit next to each other even. There was a guy by where I was sitting, I was like, hey man, this lady up there and I, like, we're here together, like, can we, can we sit together, and he's like, yeah, absolutely, so we got to sit together, and that was just, that was just sweet, man, um, yeah, I think we would have been okay, just riding, out. if that plane ride was, like, six hours longer, we'd have both been alright with that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we got back, and she kind of went her way, and I went mine, and now we're, we're driving back, so, it's good, man, really, really good, God did some awesome stuff, and, uh, just got a, I got a ton of peace, dude, ton of, ton of peace, and that worship service, like, that tripped me out, like, crazy, that stuff with the, just the presence of God in there, like, like, you just feel it, and uh, I'm like, man, I want I want to live my life in a way I want to know God as a Father, God as the Holy Spirit, God as Jesus. I want to know Him in that way, where like that stuff, like just crazy stuff happens. And it's 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 going on now, but it just showed me it's like, man, there's more. Like, dude. I just want to walk in the spirit like every day of my life, whatever I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, he's so, so good. So, I think that's it. There's not, there's not anything else that I can think of. But, bless you guys. And, um, yeah, spend time with God, like, get around people that are going to make you want to know it more like you can probably think of right now who they are in your life <laughs> there's a whole bunch we haven't met yet right but like man there's, there's something so powerful about community yeah bless you guys